views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the US wants to avoid at all costs We slicing cake We slicing cake We slicing cake Say the US wants to Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome everyone to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave, from L.A., coming to you live from FEMA Region Number 6. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. And today is April the 24th, 2019. It is a Wednesday. We're looking forward to the live show that we're going to have today. Sorry, everyone. I had to take care of some administrative things yesterday. Couldn't do the show. But we're going to pick up today and looking forward to that. And so, but before we get going into today's show, everyone, please support this network, Black Talk Radio Network. And there's two ways that you can do it, and your support is needed monetarily. We need your financial support of this network. So please go to the website for this for this network, and that can be done at www.blacktalkradionetwork.com. Once you are there, hit the... Find the donation uh, button, hit it, and give some of your financial energy to support this radio network. It is a. Uh, give me just a second, listeners. We're having some issues with both the boards. I think it was an internet problem. This service is provided in high definition by free conference call HD.com. There is one other participant in the conference. The recording has started. Show my man Keith is here um, in the building. We're going to jump off into today's show, uh, the 24th of 2000, April the 24th, 2019. Today's topic is the United States Corporation is ready to sacrifice people in darkness. That is what today's show is going to be about. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you all. Give us a call, 704-802-5056. If I don't see you or don't hear you inside of the uh, chat room, um, just, just when you call in, just say excuse me and jump in. Okay, so here we go. 
set this up. All right, first article. This one comes from RT International. Kim arrives in Russia for the first time ever with a summit with Putin. King Jong-un's armored train has reached Russia. This was Blastov, a city in Russia, far east, which hosts the first ever meeting between Kim and celebrity figurehead President Vladimir Putin. The summit, which is scheduled for Thursday, will be hosted by the Far East Federal University at his new campus. So check out that article. Kim Jong-un is now uh, meeting with Putin to, uh, starting tomorrow their first summit. Very, very significant for, I think, for what's going on. What's up, Pastor Keith? How you doing? What's going on, my brother? Pastor Keith came in, looked like somebody done stole your puppy. What happened, Pastor Keith? Uh, I'm good. Okay, just wanted to make sure of that. So there we go, Pastor Keith. Just so you know, today's show. I heard. You heard what is what the name of it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, Pastor Keith said he he heard. Okay. So next uh, uh, article comes from Business Insider. Trump Trump's administration is warning allies to stay away from powerful Chinese companies, but not everyone is listening. The United States and Chinese. Phone giant Huawei are at each other's throat. American claims Huawei is using backdoors for the Chinese government to spy, and the overall company is denying that. The U.S. has been lobbying against allies. I mean, has been lobbying allies to reject the overall co- company's 5G technology, but not everyone is listening. Is there anybody that is listening? I don't think that that's going to. Yeah, Keith, I don't think that anyone will. Hopefully we didn't just lose the, okay, yeah, you're right, Keith. I don't think there there are. Next article is from Reuters. Keith, what was the other story that, and I know you don't remember, so I don't know why I'm asking this, but I'm going to try. Keith, what is the story I said where we'll pick back up on this week, on Monday? I know that was like years ago. For you don't worry about it, Keith. I'll, I'll find it. I know what it is. You remember? No. Yeah. You can say that a little bit louder, Keith. Do you remember? Keith said no. Okay, no problem. Next article from Reuters. Exclusive. Gold worth billions smuggled out of, of Africa, of course. Thanks, Carlos, for sending that article. Check out that article. Billions of dollars of worth of gold is being smuggled out of Africa every year. Through the uh, UAE, the United Arab Im- Immigrants in the Middle East, a gateway to markets in Europe, the United States, and beyond. Check out, that's very true. Check out that article. Next article from Sputnik News. Trump warns Mexicans, excuse me, Trump warns Mexico against pulling guns on U.S. troops, sends forces to the border. We definitely have to look at this. It was last year when they talked about the caravans of of migrants that were moving. I said that this was all a staged event to hide what the, the true intentions was. And that was to get military personnel and military assets on the border because they were going to be used against Venezuela. And this is what, in my opinion, this is what's, what's going on. This is why we saw all of the uh, tr- uh, troop movement and absence of military hardware down in the Salt and Sea area of Southern California moving towards the border. This was all, and that they're, they're putting the overall smoking mirrors up so no one will pay attention to what's really, really going on. This has everything. When they talk about the overall border, they're talking about the overall engagement and war 
that's going to be in the Caribbean, Central America, South America, and in that region, and in the uh, continental United States as well. That's what this is really all about. And how do you hide that is that you need to emotionally engage people to, to divert them from what's going on by hiding and covering your tracks with something else. So let me figure out Donald Trump's statement comes just a few days after it emerges that the Mexi that a Mexican's troops had detained and questioned two U.S. soldiers during an encounter. Mexico, Mexicans, move this down. Oh, come on, where's this? Pointed their guns and uh, pointed their weapons at American servicemen. Donald Trump announced on Wednesday today that the U.S. was sending armed troops to a southern border, apparently following an incident involving Mexican servicemen and the U.S. National Guard troops. Now, Keith, it's all a setup. It is, this is all a part of the war, World War III, that's going to turn into global nuclear war setup. They're not going to just come out and tell you to prepare for this war like other countries have been telling their citizens from from Switzerland to Russia to China to uh, other countries in, in, in Europe, Germany, and France. They're not going to tell people here to prepare for this because they want to keep everyone in the blind so they will be caught off guard by this whole thing. All right. And so that they can wage their overall intentions without objection. Okay, Keith, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I did, but... You kind of you answered the question there. Why would they do that? Um, why would they do that? But you answered that so that you said that they can do what they want to do without having to answer questions. Without object, yes. Without, without obstacles, to minimize the obstacles, without uh, public uh, objection, without the public realizing, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't condone this. I don't give energy to this. I don't, this is now I, you guys are criminals. There's no difference between you and the past forms of government that have been historically historical murderers. That's who you've become. You've been, your corruption is completely filled with ubiquitous fraud and unethical uh, practices but moreover, in full criminal contempt. They're war criminals, financial criminals, legislative criminals, executive criminals, and judicial criminals. So full circle. I think what I find interesting is what you were talking about when you first started the show. And this comes back to people have got to recognize the fact that the United States cares nothing about the system. None whatsoever. Ex exploits and use them because they, 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 the system can't exist without those individuals around the world, the, the global community, giving its energy through, you ready, Keith? Fanaticism. Through fanship, because fanship means that you're a fanatic. They have to create a population 
and multitudes of fanatics, and they do, and there's an orchestrated way in which to do that, and they've done that, and they reinforce that, and they start off with our children at the youngest ages. What child should be getting up at 6 in the morning to go to any school when they're three, I mean, when they're four, five, six, and seven years old? You're actually teaching them to be subjugate. You're teaching them to when they should be developing. But we don't look at it that way. We look at, oh, yeah, this is the best thing. We are condoning domesticating our, our children to, to, be, to surrender their talent and their will to their masters. And it is all a part of a propaganda program. It's, there's a methodology to it. And this is why they're called schools. No child at a very young age should be getting up at old dark 30 in the morning, but every master will demand that every slave get up at old dark 30 in the morning and also teach your children to obey me. And that's what happened. And we don't want to really want to look at it because it's a painful thing to realize that we've been lied to and we're, we're, we're participating in something that is not in our best interest. But we have to live up to the measure of truth. We have to live up to measures of truth. So that's, uh, we'll carry that. We've got to come back to that for sure. Next article from RT International. Mask off, U.S. ambassador to Russia said, U.S. practices diplomacy with aircraft carriers. U.S. ambassador to Russia says, U.S. practices diplomacy with aircraft carriers. The United States ambassador to Russia said that there is little need for his craft as 200,000 tons of diplomacy are prowling are prowling the waters of the Mediterranean, talking about going to the Black Sea. <laughs> wow. See, and he's right. He's telling the truth. But here's the thing about that anymore. Your aircraft carriers are outdated in today's world. Yeah, they're pretty much obsolete with modern warfare. And modern warfare, they're completely obsolete. And this is where... Arrogance is going to initiate the fall. So check out that article. And, and again, that goes back to the conversation I was saying a few minutes ago. Look, the way I'm looking at this and the way that this is transpiring, this doesn't have to do with arrogance. This doesn't have to do with subtility. This has to do... To me, I can only see it through the light of sabotage. You know, look, I am not going to go into a boxing ring with uh, Mike Tyson. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to boxing ring with Mike Tyson, but I ain't going to be fighting him. I ain't fighting. (laughs) But that's what we're doing. Not only are we talking about going into... And, and, and we're the 90-pound weakling that used to be way back in the comic books back in the day. Mm-hmm. We're the 90-pound weakling 
talking uh, about going in the boxing ring uh, with Mike Tyson and talking noise on the way. Yeah. You know, again, this is this, this is a rocket science that we're talking about. Yeah. This is flat out destruction and us running towards it. Yeah, you're right, Keith. You're absolutely right. So the ambassador to Russia, here's what he said, quote, each of the carriers operating in the Mediterranean at this time, in the Mediterranean at this time, represents 100,000 tons of international diplomacy. This is war crime. They're admitting to war crime. This is a war crime. Huntsman said in a statement to the U.S. Navy Sixth Fleet, You were able to get away with that in the past. The future has has changed. The present has changed, and the future has as well. Next article from Cerebrally Naive Network. I got the transcripts from the town hall meeting, and I I wanted to uh, take a look at, if if we can at some point, um, what um, Harris said uh, as a presidential candidate talking about what she wants to do as far as gun control goes. And so... We'll cover that at another date for sure. Next article. This is from Mish Talk. Uh, Seed sown for major transatlantic trade war starting in May. Trump has made a considerable number of trade threats only to eventually back down. Will it play out again that way? For a number of reasons, I think Trump will act this time. First, let's take a look at the threats. And this is talking about with Europe. And all of Europe is going to move against the U.S. I'm going to tell you, Britain in my overall is really the, the, the country and the, and the government and the corporation that is really, really behind the scenes setting up for the fall of, of the U.S. empire. Definitely, and it's pretty apparent, in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes. Next article from Cerebrally Naive uh, Network, CNN. The big winner of Trump's Iran oil boycott is Vladimir Putin. After a celebrity figurehead, Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, I call him Mike Pompano, or Pinocchio, announced that the United States would uh, allow no uh, country to import oil from Iran. Oil prices began to spike uh, a boom for Russia, one of the world's largest oil suppliers. And if you all notice what's happening with gas, with gas prices, you see them starting to do what, Keith, now? They're going up. They're making a move, and I think that this summer is going to be quite interesting. We'll see a lot unfold. Next article from Business Insider. Check this out, Keith. Leaders warn Navy SEALs that reporting alleged war crimes can cost them their careers. Leaders warn Navy SEALs that reporting alleged war crimes could cost them their their careers. Chief Specialist Warfare Operation Operator is accused of killing an unarmed uh, ISIS fighter with a hunting knife 
killing civilians and obstructing justice justice by intimidate, in, intimidating his team his teammates, even threatening to kill them. A Navy criminal investigating report reports obtained by the New York Times reveals that seven Navy SEALs who came forward with information about this overall uh, person is is uh, move this person. I might as well say this. We can say this person's name, right? Edwin, because this is what the article is about. Edwin Eddie uh, Galler is the uh, accused. Actions were discouraged from from doing so by senior officers. Basically, they were telling their overall team members, do not report what this guy did because it will destroy your career. War crimes. So we're getting back. We're, at this point, we Gallagher have, is the U.S. Flip. Yeah, we don't give a flying flip. We're corrupt, and if you tell anybody you're corrupt, that's criminal charges against you. Well, and why would Gallagher engage in this? Because he know he would be able to what? Get away with it. They uphold and condone this, and this is going to really start to play itself out. Majorly, the war crimes are, 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 you know, this is all a part of the purge that we talked about so many times before, and this is all going to be coming out. So let's get back to it because we've got an important show today. Next article from Sputnik News. Iran can export, export as much oil as it needs, the Supreme Leader said. On Monday, the United States announced that it would not extend sanctioned waivers to Iranian oil uh, importers beyond the 2nd of May. Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini said that that Iran can export as much oil as it needs. Excuse me, it was uh, Ally Khomeini uh, who said that. And here's another, but you got to look at what else was said from Iran that came along with everything today. We'll get to it. Next article. This is from Common Dreams. Flint residents can... Moves down. Flint residents will get their day in court after a federal judge rules that they can sue the EPA over the water crisis. Flint, Michigan, marks five years since the city's deadly water crisis began. A federal judge ruled in favor of residents who want to sue the federal government for not acting promptly to ensure the city had clean drinking water. We'll see how that goes. Next article, this one is from Electrical Business. Grid improvements needed to prevent transformers, failures, and power outages. Huge, huge. Read that again. Grid improvements needed to prevent transformer failures and power outages. And this is the article that we're going to touch in for part of. I don't know if we're, going to, we're probably going to get into this today. Well, we definitely are because this is a part of what I said today's show is that the United States – the United States Corporation is ready to sacrifice its people in darkness. And here is what that is about it's in this article right here, in my, in my opinion. We'll talk about that. Next article from RT International, Roughnet, uh, Ros- excuse me, Rosneft helps Venezuela evade U.S. sanctions. Reuters amends a story as, as the firm vows to get agency banned. So, uh, there's Rosneft is one of the largest 
is, is I think it is the largest energy company in Russia. And they have a lot of uh, interest in Venezuela. And so what they're going to do is they're probably going to kick warriors out of the country. Who's going to kick warriors out? Uh, Venezuela will, will kick warriors out of the country, and I think a lot of other uh, uh, news agencies as well. But Rosenest wants uh, warriors kicked out of the country because the propaganda that they're, they're pushing. And it's probably definitely going to happen. Wait, 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 wait. You mean wait, 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 wait. Now, you're going to have to clarify some stuff. Now, we're expecting Venezuela to be allies with Russia. They are. But yet they're going to be kicking these Russians? No, no. No, Keith. The, um, Rose, Rosneft and Venezuela is going to kick Reuters. The news agency, the news agency, Reuters out of okay. Venezuela, okay. because you know they've always used the news as a psyops. Yeah, yeah. I, I've know. talked about this before. If anybody watches uh, the interview of Mike Wallace, who was interviewing Malcolm X, just the very type of questions he was asking, the probing questions that he was asking Malcolm X about you know, secret movements of black people in their response to police brutality and whatnot. He was at the and The first thing that came to my mind is he's gathering intelligence for the FBI. He's probably part of COINTELPRO and the COINTELPRO documents show that, that, that the UPI, um, the API, all the major, you know, American based or American owned news media outlets were engaging in propaganda. Well, and I, I think that's obvious today. Let me ask you something, Scotty. Do you, well, not just propaganda, you but they were part of COINTEL Pro. Yes, yes, Scotty, you're absolutely right. But go ahead, keep finished with your I, I, I agree 100%. Let me ask you, Scotty, how. How long do you think that's been the case? Um, been the case of news agencies using propaganda to disenfranchise a given population? I would say since the advent. Advi- uh, with all the new agencies uh, coming together as as one unit to accomplish what you're saying. Since the advent of radio and television. Since the advent yeah. of mass media, just yeah. think, just I, think I about it. I mean, if you go, okay, for example, let's let's use let's use uh, uh, slavery for an example, man, and even Jim Crow and what have you, and those lynchings and stuff. If you read the black newspapers of that day and then compare that to the white newspaper of the day, you'll find the white newspapers might as well have uh, been edited by the Ku Klux Klan. So, I mean, right. you know, this thing about fake news has been a problem for certain people for a very long time, not just because Donald Trump didn't like, you know, the coverage uh, that was directed at him, which some of it was unjust and was a PSYOPs program, but it's been going on a very long time. Um, I wish I could find the material, but I was doing research when I, you know, first was thinking about starting Black Talk Media Project when I was learning about how, how news media is used to manipulate people, thanks to, you know, Malcolm X teaching about that. 
And I came across where this one uh, big news executive, I don't know, if I can't remember if it was ABC or NBC, I think it was CBS, but that executive at the time, this was in the 1950s, and they were saying that it's their patriotic duty to push the propaganda of the United States government. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Scotty, so right, and, and this just goes to show, I think that one of the greatest weapons ever created and utilized effectively and efficiently came, and it, and it started with the printing press. That was probably the most significant invention of war to mankind was the printing press and they've been using it every since and so yeah so so, so true and remember remember what uh, Berninski's uh, daughter said as what their job is as the press that to tell people what to believe we tell it no we tell people what to think it's our job to tell people what to think and so that yeah they've been using this uh, let, so let, 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 let me give you a real world example that's being debated widely right now. So Bernie Sanders comes from Vermont. He's a, a, a independent, although he caucused all his life uh, with Democrats, but but politically with labels, he's an independent. Vermont is one of two states that allow prisoners, people who are in prison, who are U.S. citizens to vote. So he said that U.S. citizens should be able to vote, whether they're in prison or not. So then all these other people start saying, oh, Bernie Sanders wants the Boston Marathon bomber to vote. Bernie Sanders wants rapists and murderers to to vote. Well, why are they framing that question that way? Well, because they don't want all them black people that's in prison and other non-white people and poor white people to be able to vote. I mean, if it's about rehabilitation, you would think they would encourage them to engage in civics and, and what have you. But no, they they use murderers and rapists and terrorists to say, hey, Bernie Sanders won't terrorists to vote. Well, that's a propaganda trick. They could have easily just said, said it like this. Um, the majority of people who are in prison in the United States are in prison for nonviolent drug crimes. Do you think that people who are in there for nonviolent drug crimes should be able to vote? You know, they could have framed it a different way, but that it shows their intent by the way they asked the question. I spotted it immediately when when uh, a former CIA intern, Anderson Cooper, on CNN, you know, framed that question to Bernie Sanders. And I, I was like, man, see, that's, that's why I don't watch mainstream media, man. They, they had these subtle ways of trying to manipulate manipulate the viewer's mind and tell them what to think. I don't know if I made sense in my yeah. example there, but yeah. No, no, I, 100. And that's so true. And I'll just say this. There is no former operative. Once you get into that game, you're into it the rest of your life. Okay? So in Cerebrally Naive Network, they tell on themselves, look how many uh, uh, CIA agents or, or NSA agents that they have in their overall uh, uh, analysis and everything else. They're telling you who they really work for, who they really are. And so, yeah, so, so true, Scotty. No, that was perfectly, because that's true. 
And that's exactly what it is. And that overall propaganda machine is, is one of the most formidable weapons ever created in modern warfare to maintain subjugation and enslavement. So really, really, and, and it, it goes on. The reason why I asked was I read an article, and this was years ago. And what this, what this article was talking about was the fact that was talked about how the media will take issues like with slavery and stuff like that or with uh, people of color and how they put it on the front page news and blow it up and the stuff that was going on that people that didn't have color that wasn't on there where it be on page 16 and all of that. And I read this article and I'm going like, man, that's true like a mug, you know. But what tripped me out was at, as I got to the bottom of the article, it was written 1879. Yeah. Yeah. So and it goes back to exactly what Scotty was talking about. Yep. Definitely, definitely. So need to know. Next article. This one comes from Sputnik News. Here we go. This is critical. U.S. must talk to the Revolutionary Guard if it wants to enter. Whew. the Strait of Hormuz. Washington designated the Islamic Republic, uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps a terrorist group and threatened to allow sanction waivers on Iranian uh, oil exports to expire. If the United States wants to enter the Strait of Hormuz, they will have to talk to the IRGC forces protecting it, the Iranian minister had said. This overall designation that these two countries did against each other is the overall war set up. Now, the U.S. now is rapidly moving to, into this position of, of, of all-out military confrontation, and it's going to change everybody's lives here majorly. Hey, so Dave. We need to know. After we got off the air yeah. uh, the last time we were on air, we were talking about, you know, what is the, what's the impact going to be on global gas prices, what, on oil prices and what have you. And then after yeah. we got off the show, an article two hours later appears that says that oil has went up $10, more than $10 since the sanctions were announced on Iran. It's, yep, it's and the shot hasn't easy. even been fired. And, and, and Scotty, you know what's so funny? Because uh, we had that show on Monday. Yesterday, Tuesday, I'm out very early and, and it already, and I said, wow. And I thought about it. I said, man, we were just talking about this already. You know, I mean, just a couple of, and it's already starting to have an impact. And it's going to only continue to go. And when I first saw Keith yesterday, when the first thing Keith said to me, you see the prices? You see the prices? So, yes, Scotty, it, it, like you said, just two hours later, it changed. $10. And some of that is just speculation. See, we have to understand how capitalist markets work. 
And oil, yeah. the oil market is the price is set based on speculation, speculating on, you know, what you yes. have on hand, what the reserves are, and then you come up with a price. So even though there's there's nothing to have stopped the flow of oil or the transport of oil around the country at this time, uh, the speculators use that as an excuse to raise the prices by just the announcement mm -hmm. of a, of sanctions on Iran and now Iran threatening to retaliate by protecting themselves by shutting down if they need to the Strait of Hormuz. And so, you know, speculators will then use that to justify, oh, we need to make the oil go up. So I bet you right now, that there are people who have the means who are who are investing heavily on oil and hoping that the price continues to rise. Hope that we go to war and what have you, because they'll make a killing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just the truth. That is just the truth. So check out that well, well uh, and to yeah, take that yeah. a slight step farther. First guy said they're hoping that the oil prices rise. Well, because of their speculation. They manipulate that increase in price all by itself. Um, so, yeah, Scotty's exactly right. They're manipulating the prices, and it don't have nothing to do with the events per se. It has to do with they're manipulating prices to line their pockets, and they're making it an event where there might not even be one. Yeah, yeah. And it's just how everything, you know, really does work. So check out that article. Next article, this one comes from Forbes. The, the Fed, talking about the Federal Reserve, the Fed should raise its inflation targets to boost employment. Check out that article. Next article, this one comes from trust.org, and this is a part of Reuters. And let me pull this article up real quick. Oh, there it is right there. Don't have to do that. One second, you all. Oh, hold on. My, I have too many, too many uh, browsers open, so my computer is, is slow. So please bear with me for a second. This article is a very important article, and I think it's going to be a part of today's show. Oh, no, it's, it's not. But, um, okay, but here we go. This is, I mean, China shows off as new destroyer as the celebrity figurehead President uh, Jinping views the naval parade. China marks the 70th anniversary of PLA, the People's uh, Liberation Army Navy, with major parades uh, yesterday, and they showed off some of their new, new hardware. Uh, which, in my opinion, is going to be used relatively soon uh, in, in the overall uh, theater of combat in the, in the South Sea of China. So that is definitely on the – it's not even on the horizon. It's really right here. Next article from RT International, same thing. Uh, stronger than ever, China's fleet. China a fleet marks its 70th anniversary. China naval forces are celebrating their 70th anniversary, and they definitely have something to celebrate as the nation's new cap naval capabilities have grown exponentially over the past decade, and they are set to expand even more. 
Check out that article. Next article from Strategic Culture. When the non-rational trumps the rational and fuels our march towards war. Great, great article there. So that's what's in the news. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. If I'm um, on an article or something else, I won't see you inside of the chat room. Just say excuse me. We'd love to hear from you all. Uh, We're going to jump into today's show. But please, if you wanted to, to, to jump in at any time, definitely do that. Today's show, the topic is the... The topic is the United States Corporation is ready to sacrifice people in darkness. And it's not just people here in the States. It's people all over the world. And other governments are are willing to do that, too, as everything moves towards that. So, man, Keith, where do we start? Where do we really start? And I uh, want to probably first start with, you know, we're starting to see all of the the seeds of things starting to set forward uh, and the movements starting to get really significant in this war paradigm. And I think that is in our best interest as everyday people to prepare for this as, as much as we possibly can. And we're going to go over some of that today as well. But we got to go over some of the, some of the things that are actually happening, and you know what that really, really entails. Because hmm, we're really we're really in in a a real, real crosshairs. We we really, really are, and I just want us to be able to defend ourselves properly from this. So there was an article that I want to um, – I think there's – let me make sure there's no one in the – okay, cool. There's an article that I wanted us to pick up, and this one was from The Electric Business. And it says, grid improvements needed to prevent transformers from power outages. And this is is very commonly known. We talk about it here. Others have talked about it, about how vulnerable the grid, the U.S. grid is to, to being actually compromised either turned off or shut down. And I think the more appropriate thing is that it's not so much that it, it could be uh, shut down. I think the real problem is that it will be shut off, and then there will be an excuse that it was shut down. How would you know? And I would say well, you wouldn't. And that yeah, not only how would you know, but what's irrelevancy either way? Once the lights go out. Right. You're absolutely right. And so I think it's 
critical that we take a look at this and what this impact could, could be before it does actually kick off. So there's a, a good article that I want to get into with you all. One second. One second. Having some problems here. Okay. And this article was uh, from Electric Business. Let's take a look at this real quick. And it's all a part of what's happening. Chief, because if you really think about Everyone already knows how vulnerable the electrical grid, right? Mm-hmm. And but do we do we really fully grasp what is being told to us and what is being presented to us to prepare for? And I don't know, and I know that some people know the importance of it, and a lot of people are preparing. There's more people now preparing for uncertain times here in the so-called United States than I've ever seen before. And they are diligent in their overall preparation, diligent even to be being very quiet about what they're doing. And I think that's because people know and feel that something is amiss. And there's a lot that is wrong, and that's a good thing. Because the more people that are prepared, the better for for us all, really. So there in this article, let me pick it up. Here it is. It's known as EB Magazine. Grid improvements needed to prevent transformer failures and power outages. April the 11th, 2019. On December the 27th, 2018, a couple of months ago, a fiery blue glow lit up the Queens neighborhood, a Queens neighborhood in New York, New York. It caused quite a stir with people speculating on the cause, with some suggesting that the city was under attack by alien invaders, invasion. Before the local utility, uh, Con Ed, was able to confirm a transformer was responsible. The event was quite serious, resulting in a significant power outage at, the LaGuardia, at LaGuardia's airport and Rikers Island prison complex both which have heightened security protocols and require constant, reliable power delivery. As the, as the flights were delayed and nearby residents panicked, many wondered why a transformer would fail. What, excuse me. Many wondered, A, why a transformer would fail, and B, what could have been done to prevent the power outage. Now, let me just stop there quickly. Remember what's going on in Venezuela right now. Every single person is under consistent attack because their power is being cut off. And the power and it's being used as a weapon. 
source of power has now been weaponized. And the weaponization of that, you get stronger with more of, it becomes more impactful in a force multiplier. The more you're relying upon the grid, the stronger that overall weapon becomes. The more you use technology in your everyday life, the more exposed you are to the overall Achilles heels of no power, no work. Your device don't work. Your technology doesn't work. And if you're so reliant on that, that means that your vulnerability is extremely exposed. But the most, the thing that is bothers, the bothersome the most is that it's being exploited at the highest levels now. Um, there's a caveat that probably most people haven't taken under consideration, which is huge. Because when you think about power, you think about power. But probably what most people don't realize is when you think about power, you're also looking at your water supply. Yep. Yep. Those in Venezuela, and we talked about that here, that is very, very, very known. And we'll find out here that as well. He's right. Your water. So the article goes on. For a sense of the magnitude of the issue, in the broad sense, consider that an annual cost of a short power interruption, i.e. five minutes or less, what do you think it, would, it costs with just a short power outage of five minutes or less, Keith? Oh, my God. For a five-minute disruption? Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Let me read it again. For a sense of the magnitude of this issue, in a broad sense, consider that the annual cost of a short power interruption, i.e. five minutes or less, what do you think that is, the cost of that? Billion. Okay, give me a number. Five minutes with the entire every Five minutes or less, Keith, so five minutes going down. A hundred billion? Yeah. No. Not that far off. Sixty billion. Five minutes or less. So you're basically talking about ten and a half billion per minute. Per minute, ten and a half billion. That's the impact. So the article goes on. For for a sense of the magnitude of this issue in a broad sense, consider that the annual cost of a short power interruption, i.e. five minutes or less, is $60 billion. And in Canada, momentary outages, one minute or less, is cost $8 billion annually, while sustained outages cost $4 billion. Why transformers fail? So now we have a dollar association with just a short interruption. Before reviewing why a transformer has failed, it is important to be familiar with the International Council on Large Electrical Systems, 
Transformers Reliable Survey, which was published in 2015. It analyzed, it analyzed, its analysts provided a comprehensive look at power transformer failures, noting that the number one failure mode based on a nearly 1,000 incidents was due to issues with its dielectrics, i.e., the installation within the electrical device. A broken, excuse me, a broken down dielectric will result in a catastrophic transformer failure. The three primary causes of such breakdowns are A, heat, B, age, and C, repeated surges. While the first two causes are relatively easy to understand, the third causes some explanation. The New York City event on December the 27th did not occur during a storm or a day with record high heat. It's safe to assume that the outage was caused by repeated surges to the system. Uh-oh. And what is the origination of the surge? Right, Keith, absolutely. But here's the thing. It's not the surge, in my opinion. It's B, the age. The Achilles heel is purposely placed there so that there can be a plausible deniability and that there can be a, a terrorist of choosing. The article goes on. The transformers and other substations equipment have been protected by devices called reclosers. Whenever there is a failure on the distribution feeder, the reclosers activate to, to, max, to help maximize the number of cu uh, customers that will be left out of power. The reclosers increase fault energy, increases fault energy. However, because the process requires closing into the same fault multiple times, this causes additional mechanical and electrical stress on the most expensive asset of the grid, including cables, conductors, devices that splice the connecting grid together, and as mentioned, transformers. This is why repeating surges, resurges are a serious problem. So let me stop there. Why are we talking about this? This is an Achilles heel that is purposely placed in harm's way for the everyday person. Reason being is because one of the things when you want to control people is you have to get them to, depend, to be dependent on you. And the dependency now of choice, Keith, is technology. Because if you get people dependent upon the grid exclusively, then you have the primary bar, bar the primary, the, 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 excuse me, a keystone bargaining chip or a keystone device or tool to get them to surrender to you. And their surrendering to you will be at any cost. And I think you'll, 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 
You'll see what I mean if you research more what's happening in Venezuela. Well, it's quite simple. I mean, the alternative is death. Yep. Yep. So very, very significant. Listen, we got to get ready to go to a commercial break. If you'd like to get in on a conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Give me two minutes, Scotty. Okay, um, give me just a second. Um, my computer's running slow as well. All right, here we go. Podcast and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave from LA. If you'd like to get in on a conversation, give us a call, 704 802 5056. 704 802 5056 is the call in number. We'll see you on cube or hear you and bring you up. So we were talking about the, the, the grid just before we ended what was in the news and everything else. And let me tell you why I wanted to bring this up. And there's a reason why I wanted to bring this up. This is what I think is definitely brewing. And, and I think that we need to to talk about this, spend some time with it, and get in line. The There are so many variables that are happening globally. And I definitely see that, Akeith, thank you. Uh, I definitely see that the things, how everything is, is happening on the border, 
in Central America, in the Caribbean, in South America, in the South Sea of China, in the Korean Peninsula, in Europe, in East Europe, in the Middle East, in Africa, in the United States. They're all positioning themselves for a major, major global confrontation of titans. And the winner has already been determined. But the fight has has yet to go on to the main event. It's kind of like boxing. They've already had the agreement to fight. They signed the deal. Keith? How about like wrestling? They, yeah, well, well, wrestling and boxing, same thing. But yeah, we'll use wrestling. But I would use boxing only because the the promotion of it is is bigger than in in wrestling. And and so, so they've had the weigh-ins, they had the square-offs and everything else. Now the stadiums are filling in with with the you know they're they're at the overall event. And the stadiums are filling with the overall fanatics, the so-called fans, and the fighters have actually have entered the ring now, and they've actually have uh, been announced. We are in the stage where now they're about to be called into to give the rules of the war, and then sent back to their corners. Then the bell will ring. I think that we are just out of everyone taking their seat and positioning themselves for this fight. And the fighters are in the ring waiting to be called into the center of the ring by the ref to give the final instruction is where we are. And we're seeing that in with Iran, with this oil thing. This When they set the overall waivers, when they set the waivers for May 2nd, how close is May 2nd? It's already here. It's right around the corner. Then the next step is going to be what happens after that. Who is going to get denied? And then how are you going to enforce those sanctions? And what will those sanctions be? Those sanctions are an act of war. And we're going to see a major, major confrontation. This is why Keith, in my opinion, the when we look at the overall border inc- incidents and what's going on in the border, it's a cover for, for the movement of troops that are going to be going through Central America, making their way through Mexico and, and making their way to Venezuela, where, where it's going to be a battleground in there in South America. And that overall battleground will be met in Central America and in the Caribbean. And guess what's going to happen? The overall Gulf of Mexico is right there. The oil export that the U.S. has is going to be interrupted. Because do you really think that the U.S. is the only nation with a Navy, with a capable Navy, Remember, they reactivated the third fleet. Remember that, Keith, last year? In in a haste, they reactivated that fleet. Out of nowhere, 
And that was a movement of what, almost how many, uh, 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 almost 100,000 people? That's huge. That's huge. Tells you everything. So this incident with on the border with the last incident where he, where they said that there were Mexican troops that challenged some U.S. troops and took their pistol on the U.S. side. Now celebrity figurehead Donald Trump is going to do what? I'm sending armed troops down there now. Why do armed troops go to borders, Keith? Throughout human history, they go to borders for overall war confrontation. Because now you have to have the overall supply chain to go along to support them being there as well. The logistics to go along with that. They're not sending howitzers and uh, uh, and um, and and tanks down to keep to to the border for a for a caravan of migrants. No, it's the overall movement for Venezuela, and in that movement for that. And how this is going to play out, Europe is rejecting the United States. Now the United States has a problem with they may lose the Ukraine now. They're not going to want to lose that. So they're going to instigate something to happen. They're losing impact. All of a sudden now in the Golden Heights, they're going to try to rename it and claim it and annex it for Israel. Not going to happen. They're going to try to smother Iran from being able to have oil exports when they have willing buyers around the world. Not going to happen. There's going to be a confrontation. And that confrontation is going to, once it starts, it's going to cross-pollinate and it's going to explode everywhere. The electrical grid being one. So, with that, there is a, a article that I think is really, really significant. It says that when the non-rational trumps the rational and fuels our march towards war, and this is by Strategic Culture, on March the 14th, Russian National Security Council head headed by President Vladimir Putin, officially raised his perception of the United States' intentions towards Russia from military, from, from military dangers to direct military threat. They changed their overall perception of what the U.S. intentions was with Russia from a military danger to a direct military threat in short order the Kremlin is preparing for war, whichever defense it intent within with his uh, oh excuse me. However, defense is its intention. Sorry about that. Because I looked away real quick. So what did Russia just do? Russia just escalated their overall 
global response with themselves and who else? Their allies around the world. And said the U.S. is no longer a military danger. It is now a military threat. Keith, you know, like you get um, EASs, right? Emergency, um, what's the EAS? The emergency, what does the A stand for? Forgot. I can't remember. Okay, well, you get the emergency broadcasters, the EAS, right? Yeah. Talking military. And when you get those, they have the overall, they say that there's a warning of a storm, right? And what does that warning mean? That, hey, there's a storm. And it could it could develop into something more and come your way. So be aware. There's a warning that hey, there could be something. But what is there? What is it when they say there's a threat of a storm? That means it already has what materialized. What they thought was going to happen has happened, and you're not under a warning. Keith, stop. Right? They stop it. Right? They stop there. Yeah. It's a threat now, meaning that it's coming, and his intentions is already formed and is already there. So what did Russia just do? They said that the U.S. is, there's a danger that the U.S. may become a threat. Now that they've become a threat, what does that mean? That they've already started the war. Right? It's already starting the war. The article goes on. Why? Why would Putin do that? Trump doesn't want more wars. He has consistently called for good relations with Moscow. And now that the Mueller report has come up with zero, this is still, from, uh, this is still the familiar refrain that suggested that a confrontation with Russians simply can't happen. It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't be rational. Well, maybe Russia is reading the tea leaves differently, and maybe they simply understand that when it comes to war, it's often not the rational that trumps the, excuse me, it's often that the non-rational that trumps the rational. What are they saying there? See, they, we always see through propaganda, they say that they're doing this. But you have to see why they're saying that because their intentions is something totally different. We always say, nah, they'll never do that. That's not rational. Well, but listen, how many things in history do you need to look at to see how you thinking that something is not rational compared to the threat that's been before people before? So, But you think that you're different. You're not. So this war has already started. And it's actually sizing itself globally. This is why the ambassador said to Russia that our diplomacy is about 200,000 tons of, military, of, of political of diplomacy, meaning two aircraft carriers. And he's right. But it's not going to work. Is not going to work. It's going to be challenged. It is definitely going to be challenged. And when that challenge, as that challenge starts to evolve, this is why the U.S. is trying to bully other countries to, to, to follow what they say. 
bullying other countries, saying, hey, we're warning you to stay away from powerful Chinese companies. We're warning you to stay away from Iran. We're warning you to stay away from Russia because we're actively engaged in a war with them. And if you are actually engaging in relations with them, then we're at war with you too. So what are those, when they say that to these allies and they say that to these other countries, what is the appropriate response to those other countries to be? A Bible verse. They have to count the cost. Yes. Yeah. Yes, see. You've got to count the cost. Elaborate on that. Well, okay, so they're looking at the United States has always been there, that they've always been subjected to, but they also got to look at the future and what the future is bringing. So is it going to cost us to listen to the United States where it doesn't behoove us to come within the new powers that are arising? And I think the answer is already given because why is the U.S. warning other countries? That's because when they say that they're warning other countries, that means that they've already had what? Dialogue with them and told them, no, don't do this. And what did those other countries say? Go pound sand. Because, isn't this the natural progression of things? Absolutely. Where you say to someone, hey, don't be friends with this person. Mm -hmm. Right? And if they stop being friends with this person, there's no other warning that you have to give, right? It's all good. It's all good. But when you say to someone, don't be friends with someone, and then they continue that overall relationship with them, and then what is your next response to them? I've warned you. Yep, I'm warning you. And do you think that that person, when you told them don't be friends with them, they already knew what type of person you are, that your next response would be what? You're going to come back and now you're going to tell me you're going to warn me. This shows that the U.S. has no allies anymore. No allies. And what happens with a, a cornered wild beast, it resorts to the only thing that it, it has. It, it, it has a violent outward, out, outward response. Is Russia warning countries not to do business with the United States? Nope. Why? Because they don't, they don't have to. to. Exactly. Is China doing that? Nope. China has said, listen, if you, we're not going to be accepting the dollar in the future. And any country that, that uh, does accept the dollar, we can't do business with you. You can do whatever you want, but we can't do business with you. Is China saying warning, telling them to, to do something else? Saying you have to do it our way or else? No. They don't need to. They don't need to. This meeting with South with North Korea and and, and Putin, it is a it is actually a it's a signal and is purposely put there as a part of the overall propaganda for war. And this is really going to play itself out in, in a way that's going to threaten every single person that's listening to this, to this overall broadcast, this show. Now you've got in the military countries that want to bring the U.S. up on war crimes. And within the military, they're telling people to hide war crimes. 
You can't hide war crimes in today's world. Well, one of the things that you hear people say all the time, this is a wake-up call. Well, God dang it, people, if you can't understand that they are now telling you that it's illegal to report the truth, if that ain't a wake-up call, it, it, it will be when the boot is on your throat. It'd be too late to wake up then. It doesn't matter at that point. You know, a person said to me yesterday, and it was so true, he said, sometimes you wake up and you open your eyes and you see it in, in the fear where you say, all right, I'm going to close this back, my eyes back up. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. It's a, it's a progression of things. But here's what I want to real quickly just chronicleize, and then I want to go into some things that we need to be looking at. Everything is perfectly put into place to go in an all-out rogue manner now. I think that the Corporation of the United States is going to go rogue, but it's going to get smothered by a much bigger global wave. Pakistan and India are unstable. Purposely so. Saudi Arabia is on the verge of of, of completely switching. It, the variables are so great. So with that, I really want to touch on some of the things that you could be doing as the everyday person in response to these things because they are they are really upon us and they can change in the moment. And as I, I, I was talking, you know, as I said before, one time I was talking to Roz and I and we, was talking about how 9-11 had changed everything for everybody just that quickly. Well, just like the quickness that things changed in that overall scenario, the Strait of Hormuz will change things even before, as we talked with Scotty earlier, it started to change things with the, with the, with the, um, with the speculators and the overall Oil market has already started. Here's the thing about oil. Oil is the most traded commodity in the world. It's the most influential commodity because of volume of trade in the world, both physical and in paper contracts. Think about how much oil is used and what it's used for globally and the impact of that. So this thing could, could, could turn over, and even before it turns over, it starts to 
diminish our ability to take the necessary precautions to prepare for it. So we have to start early because one of the things about oil is that it's not a small thing. It is a life-altering source, and the scale of it is so big. So what I want to do is I want to go over some things that uh, we all should be thinking about in regards to this, because the stage with Iran is going to bring a a life that changes the normalcy for everyone. It changes the daily lives impactfully of everyone. And that impact will be a devastating impact. But also there will be opportunities that will spring from that, that will be sprung from that. But you have to be prepared in order to participate in that. So because this is really a part of what this oil really brings, and the oil is not just in Iran. These countries are meeting with each other for their alliance on how they're going to deal with when this global rogue nation, I mean, the, the impact of this rogue nation of the United States moves into an all-out attack, and they're starting to make alliances. If they attack you, they're attacking me. This is why attacking Iran is the wrong thing to do in any form of fashion because Iran now has more allies. And they have the means to protect themselves. I definitely believe that Iran has nuclear capability. They showed how strong they were militarily when they were able to bring down a U.S. drone, compromise it, and bring it down. Where did they get that technology from? Probably from the same place that the U.S. got its technology from. And now they're on par. And when you're on par with people, you can't bully them anymore. And that's the fatal flaw of a bully is that they have a short memory. And with this, we're talking about this is, this leads to, in my opinion, this leads to war, nuclear confrontation. This leads to economic collapse. This leads to food crisis, Keith. This leads to EMP attacks. This leads to martial law. This leads to depopulation. 
This leads to pandemics because of disease and everything else as well. And remember, Fukushima is still going on. It's still spewing. So we've been engaged in large-scale threats for a while now. We just don't see them from the movie production side of it all. But this is the thing about this one, is that this isn't a movie that is going to be there for your entertainment of watching and to, to, to actually constrict you into compliance. This is actually going to be action on a very, very global scale. So we're getting ready to go into a commercial break. If you'd like to get in on the conversation at any time, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. We got a caller in queue. Um, I'll go to that caller once we come back out of the commercial break. You're listening to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. Scotty, if you would, if you would play that freedom one more t- one time in the, in the commercial break, if you get a chance, I greatly appreciate it. Love it. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Give me two minutes, Scotty. Two, three minutes. Land of the free, it lies the home of the homeless. Too many die every day, and we really just want this freedom.
Black Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to the Tango Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. We've got a caller that's in queue. want to go to this caller. Um, caller, the prefix that you're calling from is 925. Welcome to Tando Radio Show. What is your name, where you're calling from, and what is your question or comment? Uh, yeah, this uh Wes again from Oakland. I just, you know, always like to let y'all know, even if I don't talk to y'all, man, I listen every day, man, like the weekends. I, I, I long for the weekdays when y'all come on. As soon as I get off work, I work at night. As soon as I get off work, I'm, I'm rushing, trying to catch you and this and that. Man, nobody is talking about the things y'all talking about. It's like nowhere. It's nowhere. And you and, and, and this, y'all like talking out of my heart. You like y'all talking about everything that I'm totally interested in and see what's going on. But it's like everybody I talk to, they it's like they're not paying it any attention at all. And the other point was that. So I just really like I said, I like to reiterate so much that. Even if nobody does call in, I don't know how many other people are listening, but I'm listening faithfully, you know what I'm saying? So, and the other thing is that sense of doom that I said I had once before, it's so real. What you're saying is that slight of having a, a bunker, it's like, what else? I mean, it's, so, it's going to be so unpredictable what happens so that, you know, I, I, I know you're going to go into the things that we need, and, and I know I've listened to that, but I'm like, if and you say travel light and this and that, and if you're not really stable... You know, I got some stuff in storage I'm trying to put up, but I go to the storage unit and, you know, like on on Easter or something, it's shut down. Or if it's the power out, it's the power. They were working on the street lights and the power out, so I couldn't get in the gate. I'm like, if I really need to get some, I can't even get in to my storage to get it. So that's just a few things I want to say, but I don't like to take up too much time because y'all be putting it down. So much love. No, bro. Wait, bro. Let me tell you, I'm glad yeah. that you called and we appreciate and this is why we do what we do. Um, is for you. And I, I just want to say this. What you experienced when, uh, on, on Easter when, when it was shut down, one of the things we got to learn from that is, is, and Keith and everyone listening, when we're presented with a problem that is now presented to us, we should welcome that as, oh, wow, okay, now I know what I do need to work on. Never, ever, ever and I love that that this is important to you because I think it is going to be significantly impactful for everyone. The thing about this is that just by you thinking about I need to do this and I need to do that, you've already won because now you can start to prepare. One thing that I don't want people to do is I don't want them to feel like they're behind the eight ball or they're behind in what they need to do. Be prudent and responsible in everything that you do, but you are right where you're supposed to be, and it's perfect. It's perfect, excuse me, and everything will be fine, but you're doing what you're doing because there's, a, a, there's an unction, a, a resonance, a urgency, an importance about you that is moving you to do certain things. Don't ignore that instinctual truth. But the thing about it is do not allow this system to, to encourage us to respond the way the system wants us to respond, and that's hastily 
and with a sense of we can't do it. Everyone here is doing well. You will do well. Take the time. You do what you can do, and that's all that you can, and that's all that you need to do. Don't look at what else, someone else or anything else. You do what you're capable of doing because that's what you're required to, and all will end out well. Now, does that mean that everything is going to be okay? I'm going to tell you, yes, everything is going to be okay because you're eternal. And these, and these are things that we will be dealing with are momentary things, but the, how we respond in the momentary sets up us up how we will respond in the future eternally. So this is a great opportunity for us to develop and to grow and to become more impactful with everything around us. This gives us the opportunity to love something more than ourselves. Hey, Dave. So, and I appreciate you. I appreciate your call, and always good to hear from you. Yes, Scotty. And then we got Brother Davis. We'll go to yeah, him so in a minute. Yes, Scotty. What you were saying just kind of brought to my remembrance. Um, you know, cause you also, I don't know people's spiritual beliefs, but you know, you also rely on those things, but you know, worry, worry is your biggest enemy. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. you know, it just came to my remembrance. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I can't change the direction of those people in Washington D Street, DC that's intent on destroying the world. I, I can't change them. You know what I'm saying? But I also need yeah. to have courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. You know? So you just do what yeah. you can. And don't worry about it, man. You know, all throughout my life, man, I've seen things where God has shown up and made a way where there was no way. Again, I'm not on here preaching and trying to uh, uh, convert anybody, but, you know, spiritual spirituality is a big part of our existence as well. And so just don't do what you can do. And then don't worry about the things that you don't know is coming. You'll deal with them when they come. And, you're, and because you're sincere, you've already conquered that. You've already our response to things is the most important is more important than what happened is our response. And I love this brother. And when when he talked about he couldn't get into the storage, now he knows that hey, I have a vulnerability here that I need to address, and he will. And then there is going to be. What I would love and, and, and is for us to establish alliances with people from all over, like the brothers in Oakland, he, that we need to set up where people can come sincerely and start to engage in, in relationships of reliance. You, you, that is one of the most important things that, you know, and that's one of the things that we started with RDP, uh, Real Deal Preppers, that importance of that is very, very, that is fundamental. Because what I don't have, if you have it, then we can share it. So, and, but it has to be a sincere measure in that. And so we have to develop into that. And, brother, by you calling there, now other people know that there's a brother in Oakland and that's there. And then also remember, 
the great creator brought you here and will take you where you need to go as well. It will all come in the fashion and the form that's based off of your heart and your spiritual engagement. So you're fine, and we're all fine. Just some of the things that we need to know so that we can actually position ourselves to endure, but more importantly, seize on the opportunities that will happen. Let me go to Brother Davis real quickly. Uh, Brother Davis, welcome to Tando Radio Show. What say you? It's always good to hear the voice of a friend. Yeah, it's always be good to be around family. I hope that brother from Oakland is still listening because I'm gonna tell you something, man. You have to focus on this. You, you have to focus on the fact that this is a spiritual war. It's nothing less. I'm, what I'm you still do, work, I'm still okay, here. Ben, you, okay, you work on your physical self. You start finding some affirmations that's going to charge your mind so that you can rise to meet the impossible. You start doing the things that's going to cut back on what your daily requirements. What does that mean? That means you should be cutting yourself back to two meals a day. You should be seeing how you're burning the energy and feel where you're burning it at. Look at your body. Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Because all of these things are going to be your main, what's called your major tools. Why? Because you don't have to go to a place to operate in them. You understand? In order yeah. to be able to take over, you have to be able to know. So you got to know your body before you master it. You're talking to somebody who's done this and is doing this on a daily basis. Never for one minute think that you're not in a position to do something. Because when you do, you lost. See, that's what the programming of fear is about here in America. They want you to be so scared that you don't do anything. You don't even protect your personal interests. But that's your responsibility. I have said before on this show, when that's when that's spirit was put in your body, you became the authority and the propagator of that spirit. So you got to take care of your body so that when you need that spirit, it rises to the circumstance. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. Everybody that you talk to is not going to be like-minded. Matter of fact, 90% of them don't even think that America is at a pivotal, a pivotal point. You know what they think? Everything is normal. That's the program. Think everything is normal. But you know it's not. So you have to work on you. And I'm going to tell you something. That's the easiest thing to do. The hard things that you come across are going to be able to master your body. Because I'm going to tell you something. That is your greatest tool. And if you don't know it, you cannot master it. That's simple. Every day I got a routine. I keep to my routine. And the reason why I keep to my routine is because I want to know when that point comes, how do I breathe? How do I attack? What is my mind strength? How do I use it in this circumstance and then implement it? Because you are not going to get into any negative situation with a game plan. You can prepare but you ain't going to have a game plan in confrontation. You have to do three things. You have to see, evaluate, and attack. That's it. You ain't going to have a bunch of choices, and no one else is. So you have to fine-tune what you have. Know thyself and master it. And you'll do very well. 
Excuse, excuse okay, me. Okay, brother. I just wanted to add that, man. Uh, I, I, that's that's the point I want to make. It's, it's, I agree with you. It's like the stuff y'all say. That's what I'm saying. It's when you each time, like when Brother Davis or Scotty, whenever somebody comes in, you say, "Right, I I'm not worried." as much as I find myself in agreement with you. You know, it's not like I'm really nervous. Yes. Like I say, I'm spiritual. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel in tune more into you, more than the fear. I didn't mean make it sound like I'm, I'm scared. I'm just, I'm just feel like it's kind of that sense of saying that, is it really, but, but you come right back and you answer that. So, you know, I think we on this, on the same page. Like I said, I'm just really more in agreement with you than, than that. Fear. Yes, I mean, I'm to, yeah. I wanted to express that as, as well as that. And I didn't want to misrepresent you at all because, and that's what I took that you were in agreement in, in how in, in important things were. And the, but what happens, brothers, because what you said wasn't really for you, it was really for someone else that was listening that wasn't in the same position that you're in. And so that was speaking, it wasn't speaking directly to you, but it was speaking to that overall energy that caused and, pu and pushed you to, to call and to, and to speak. It was for someone else that wouldn't. It was for someone else that wouldn't. Because I'm not worried about you in that sense. But what I am worried about is the individuals that shut down once they start to think about. See, you were motivated to action. Warriors are always motivated to action. What we have to break is the spirit of fear that paralyzes so many. And you just, though it's not you, but you spoke about it in the correct way so that it can be spoken to those that are. So that's what I really, and I really wanted to emphasize that uh, that's the way that I, that I took it from you, yes, that you're in full agreement. And I love that you gave that example because we have to give examples because we all remember when the fear controlled us until we broke it. You're not bound by that. And so that's very, very important. So I wanted to express that. And I'm telling you, uh, we are tomorrow's show, we're not even going to do what's in the news or anything else, great creator willing. We're going to move right into some fundamental things that we should be doing in, 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 in creating in our lives for to deal with the different things. Because... I can't tell you what you need because it's unique to every single person. Every, every single person, we're talking about people that are all over the world. We're talking about people that are different uh, time zones. We're talking about different uh, energies, different needs, di different situations. So what we want to do is just give a broad scope of things. But the most important thing is that we want to enact the spirit of living in, in everyone, the, the eternal spirit of your intrinsic value that you have that's eternal and utilizing that. And we will definitely focus on that. But just before we go, let me just give a synopsis of what some of tomorrow's show, Great Creator Willing, that we'll have. I want to look at individuals that are able to prepare 
and then those some of the challenges that we may have. Finances may be a challenge, but you still can be prepared. It doesn't matter how much cash you have. When you don't have cash, what it really does is it maximizes your ability to have the most important thing, to rely on knowledge, which is money and is priceless. We want to take a look at just a couple of different things for in, for all different individuals where you are, which you can which you can start to think about because planning of of preparedness comes from you, the individual, and so I want to really focus on that uh, those those opportunities, that thought process, and give that motivation to others because you know. I remember when someone said to me, David, you're fear-mongering. And I said in response to them, that's because you're scared. That's because you're scared. One thing we never have to be is scared. It's not productive. It's not healthy. It doesn't sustain life. What we do have to be, in my overall opinion, is accountable to ourselves. Because there's a mirror that you pass, and I hope that you are seeing what the great creator has granted you. Instead of reflecting a falsehood that man wants to control you with. Never scared, always prepared. And we're going to focus on that tomorrow. Keith, before we get out of here, did you want to add anything? No, sir. I enjoyed it. Much love, much respect. I want to just thank uh, the caller, and, 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 and bro, please don't take it, and I, and I, I have to be more careful not to give the perception that we took it out of context of what you what, what what the callers say. Because then the overall opportunity to assist and become a resource to people can be lost. And I don't ever, ever want that. Because you are all too valuable to us all. Much love, much respect. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Brother David. Uh, thank you, everyone that's listening. Please support the network. Give some financial uh, energy to the network so that it can uh, be here. And great creator, Will, and we'll be back. It's never goodbye. It's always I'll see you later. Keith, I have to say this. You know, I never say goodbye because it's never necessary to say goodbye. It's always I'll see you later. My brother, Calvin, I'll see you later. My stepfather, Al. I'll see you later. My Uncle Paul, I'll see you later. My Aunt Will, I'll see you later. My friends and my family, we always will, we're eternal. Death is what man has created to control and to get you to surrender. It doesn't exist. Much love, much respect. It's never goodbye. As always, we'll see you later. And listen, before you ask for a fortune, make sure you give one away. Greatly appreciate you all. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.
Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. Slicing cake. Say the US wants 